Welcome to the DermVet Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley Bourgeois, a board-certified veterinary dermatologist practicing in Portland, Oregon with animal dermatology clinics. I'm also a mom of two, just trying to find the balance like everyone else. Let's learn to ditch the itch, cytology, everything, and make derm more fun than frustrating. Hello, everyone. I am recording this actually from Seattle at our North American Veterinary Dermatology Forum, NABDF. So I just am so excited to be back learning from all of the amazing dermatologists out there and some special guests that we have. And I encourage all of you, if you love dermatology or interested in it, um, next year is actually going to be our World Congress of Veterinary Dermatology, and it is being held in Boston. So pretty easy trip for most of us in the United States, at least. But the World Congress, if you didn't know, happens every four years. So we have our annual dermatology meeting um, in North America, and then, of course, there's a European version as well. But then every four years, we all get together as the World Veterinary uh, World Congress of Veterinary Dermatology. So all the amazing dermatologists in the world come together every four years. And it is an amazing experience, a big conference, um, tons and tons of fun. And it'll be in Boston next summer, 2024. So I really encourage you to consider it and check it out because it only happens every four years and it is just so much fun and an amazing conference. But as I was sitting here wondering what I should record for the podcast this week for you, I wanted to strip it down to the basics. You know, as I'm here, I'm going to hopefully absorb so much advanced, amazing information, and I can't wait to present some of the things from NAVDF on upcoming podcasts. But we don't want to forget the basics of managing our allergic cases. And based on some of the conversations I've had, um, it gets really daunting to think about all the things we have to do in allergic cases. So if you walked into a case, and of course, when you know I walk into a case, and I'm thinking that we're going to have the allergic discussion. We talk about, you know, parasite control, diet trials, symptomatic control, allergy testing, infections, topical therapy, um, all the things, so many things. And, but I know you guys don't always have time for that when you're in general practice and you're seeing, you know, 15 minute appointments and you're running behind and emergencies are coming in. So if I had to strip down the top three things I want you to think about, as you are approaching an allergy case, I just want to simplify things for you a bit. And of course, there is so much more to allergy management than the three things we're going to talk about. But I just want to provide some ease, some simplicity when you're starting with these cases so you do not feel overwhelmed and you don't find these cases so daunting. So these are my top three things I want you thinking about when you walk into a dermatologic case, especially one that really seems like it's going to be an allergic case. Clearly there's other cases we see. Um, These are not the things you're going to do if you see a swollen nasal platum. But if you're talking about a dog that really seems like, or cat seeming like straightforward allergies, what are the top things I want you, three things I want you to think about. Number one, check for infection. I know shocker, right? We say cytology, everything. You guys check for infection, check for infection, check for infection. Even if you saw them last month and they're not responding, you saw them, you know, a a bit ago and things have changed. They're not, they used to do great on site appointment. Now they don't. 
please, please, please check for infection. I mean, that is so much of what we do in dermatology. And I know I harp on this a lot, but there is a reason. Um, we have to identify the infections. Mostly that's going to be bacteria and or, because sometimes they have both, yeast. And we are looking to see how many bacteria or yeast are there. What is present there? Have they not responded to stuff because we've had the wrong medication? Do they have a resistant infection that's not responding to the cephalexin that you're putting them on? Or is it all yeast, but we are treating with the antibiotics? Are there weird things under the microscope? We have to check for infection because a lot of these patients, you have the plan set up just fine. But allergies are ever-changing. They're always fluctuating. It's not a static process. So if allergies are always changing and fluctuating, you cannot have a pet on a plan that's going to work 100% of the time. I am a board-certified veterinary dermatologist. My patients flare. It happens with changes in season. Um, life got busy. We forgot to give the flea control. They got their food allergic dog. They got into a turkey sandwich. So I think we have a tendency to have patients do well on a medication and then say, oh, well, now they're not doing well. So we have to abandon ship. But often it's just because of the natural you know, progression of allergies that we see. So it is so important for us to be evaluating for infection. And that is what I'm doing day in and day out is looking for infection. What type of infections there, you know, where is it, where was it before what's worked before what's not working now. So to check for infection, check for infection, check for infection. It is so, so, so crucial. So if you have a case coming in and maybe you're early in the allergy game, um, make sure besides just putting them on, you know, steroids, apical, cytopoint, cyclosporin, that we are checking for infection first and treating that you can still put them on the symptomatic therapy, but it will not seem to be effective if you do not also have them on good quality infection control. And that could be topical therapy, but we still have to be guiding our topical therapy by knowing what they are, um, what type of infection is there. So Walking into a startup of an allergy case, one, check for infection. Two, and this is going to depend on a little bit where you live, rule out parasites. Rule out ectoparasites. Flea allergy is something that we see very commonly where I'm at. And again, I know this changes where you are geographically. But flea allergy is such an easy thing for us to control and really controlling all ectoparasites. Now that we have the ISOC sazlines and, you know, there's all the different options out there. And I know this varies a little bit depending on what country you're in. But now that we have the ISOC sazlines, we're not only able to provide good, well-tolerated flea prevention, but also rule out other ectoparasites. So make sure they're giving it appropriately and giving it consistently. And you should feel pretty confident that they're going to minimize the risk of scabies, right? Which is very itchy and something we can actually cure or other forms of ectoparasites. So I get asked, well, you know, before we refer you a case, what do you want us to do? Like a good diet trial, um, put them on a symptomatic medication. And honestly, I wish I could set up a rule where no pet, at least where I work in the Pacific Northwest, where we definitely have year round ectoparasites. I wish I could make a rule that every cat and dog had to be on good quality isoxazoline prevention you know, a few months before, like consistently for a few months before they saw me, because that is something that is just an easy thing to control, rule out, make sure it's not the full picture, but also just have that part controlled before we start the allergic workup. Cause if they come in and I know they're on good isoxazoline prevention, and that includes other pets in the household, a lot of times I'll see the pet come in on it, but then there's an indoor cat that's not on it. 
if everyone in the household's on good isoxazoline flea prevention, I feel, you know, I can skip that step, which is nice to take that part away and make it easy and not have people wait to be referred for something that we can easily control with parasite prevention. So again, I'm trying to make this simple and easy for you. You know, if a case comes in, check for infection, make sure them and all the pets in the household are in good isoxazoline flea control. What is the last thing? Number three, provide symptomatic relief. And we've had many podcasts um, historically that have gone over the different options we have, and there's different pros and cons to all of them. It really comes down to what the goals are, what the pet allows, what they respond to, what the owner can financially afford. So, you know, whether it is Apoquil, Cytopoint, Cyclosporin, which could be Atopica or the liquid non-flavored version called Cyclovance, which has been out for a little over a year now um, and labeled for dogs. Uh, or, you know, unfortunately, steroids in some of these cases, you know, provide itch relief. And of course, if we're going to try to do skin testing, we can't have them on steroids. There's other complications that arise. But if you just look at a case and you only have, you know, 10, 15 minutes in your appointment time and they're itchy and they, we know they're likely allergic, the big things to me are address infection if it's there, rule out other things like ectoparasites, provide symptomatic relief. Are there other things we'll potentially need to do? You betcha. We're definitely going to have to consider things like, do we need to do a diet trial? Um, Are we going to have to switch symptomatic therapy? Do we refer them for something like allergy testing? Is the owner interested in something like immunotherapy? But simplifying it to say, okay, they're coming in, they have allergies. What do we need to address right now? And then work up to the other things. Check for infection. Control things like ectoparasites. Put them on some sort of symptomatic relief. You know, all the other stuff we can get to, we can work through. And we do have some people who are willing to jump into it. Um, or if I know general practitioners who are interested in dermatology, sometimes they'll set aside more time for things like derm exams because it is a lot of talking and discussing. But I just want to try to break things down a bit simpler for you. And those are the three main things I am doing all the time. And then once they're comfortable, we're figuring out, you know, okay, does it make sense for us to do a good diet trial? What does that look like? Is it feasible for the owner to do? Okay, we've, you know, we know they have atopic dermatitis. Owner seems interested in immunotherapy. What does that look like? What can we do? That is all stuff we can get to. And though we often do a lot in our initial exam in dermatology, depending on what the owner can kind of, you know, tolerate taking in as far as the information, or if they've had an allergic pet before, it can be a bit easier. But there are often times too, where I see them and they're in this acute crisis mode with their allergies. That's, those are the things I'm doing. I am checking infection, doing my cytology in different places. You know, of course, sometimes we're doing other diagnostics like skin scrapes or DTMs, but often I'm doing cytology. I'm making sure they're on good ectoparasite control to rule that out. I'm providing symptomatic relief, and then I can go from there. But those are the three basic things I would really, really challenge you to think about, especially if you are, you know, moving quickly through appointments and feeling overwhelmed. To go back to the basics, we can work up through that other stuff, but we these pets deserve to be comfortable. And I would say those are some of the main things that allow us to provide, you know, comfort, address lots of different things and get to the point of an allergic workup, but allow them to feel good and break things down a bit easier. 
So I hope that's helpful, kind of the top three things to really consider when starting with the Durham case. It's a good rule out, it allows us to make them comfortable, and then we can slowly work our way into other things. And if you do like getting more advanced information, again, I really challenge you to consider things like looking at World Congress um, next year in Boston. You'll be amazed how um, awesome the conference is. First of all, Dermatology Conference. I will tell you, I often hear some of the most fun group of people, but then you get people from all over the world, really advanced scientific research comes out of it, but there's also clinical tracks too. Um, It's just an amazing time. So I can't wait to hang out with all my Durham nerds um, here in Seattle for NAVDF, which by the time this goes up, you know, will be on the almost second last day of the conference. But I really hope to encourage you guys to think about a little over a year from now going to World Congress and then also think about the three steps we talked today. Uh, Treat the infection, find infection, treat it, ectoparasite control, symptomatic relief for their allergies.